0: Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do the intro to this show. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, Casey is still not here. Uh, 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kebs here. Tony Kennett. in for Casey today, I'm sitting here and I'm like, why isn't anyone talking? There should totally be an intro to this show. Uh, And that is my job. So, yes, big doings yesterday on Capitol Hill. IRS whistleblowers took to the Hill to talk about Hunter Biden lying about his taxes. And what amazes me, Tony, is one of the star witnesses is a guy named Joseph Ziegler, who, according to the Daily Mail, it has been revealed, is a gay Democrat. So no way, according to the Daily Mail, you're going to be able to say, well, this is a MAGA uh, hat-wearing far-right Republican. No, the guy's a Democrat, and... Behavior of Hunter Biden is just so egregious that the dude raises his hand and said, somebody must do something. I I'm really just trying to
2: to kind of wrap my mind around how the Daily Mail was like, well, we also have to point out he's not just any he's not just a straight Democrat. He's also a gay Democrat. I just think that's kind of like unnecessary to the story. But I think it's hilarious that Biden's corruption is so bad at this point. He's so deep into the whole 17 million dollars in foreign income that even the Democrats are coming out and saying, yeah, you know, when this gets out, this is going to look really bad for literally everyone with a D next to their name.
0: Yeah, it was super interesting. They uh, the testimony yesterday. You see these two guys, and we're going to walk you through it. Uh, you know, each hour, the highlights or lowlights or whatever we're going to call them of the testimony from these IRS whistleblowers, and you realize two things: one, as dirty and as awful as the Clintons may have been, the Biden family is it is like minor league. They are the mad the, the Clintons are the mad ants and the and the uh Bidens are the pacers, right? It's like the Clintons are the G League of corruption compared to the the Bidens. I mean it is unbelievable the level of entire family involvement of this corruption. And two, that the the Department of Justice went out of their way to ensure that justice was not levied in the in the case of Hunter Biden.
2: You're had a moment where someone uh, that's maybe new to a field tells you something and it's kind of an oh honey moment. So they say something really stupid and obvious and you're like, "Oh honey, you're going <laughs> to you're really going to struggle to make it in this world." People that are just now coming to the revelation that the Biden family is corrupt, this is their oh honey moment. Like, guys, we <laughs> we've known about Hunter Biden sleeping with everything that that moves, smoking everything that granulates and stealing everything that comes in a foreign currency. For like decades now, like this guy has been on like the cover of magazines uh, that cover this kind of thing for quite some time, and just now you're th- going to take an idea that Biden might know something about it. Oh honey, with all of the <laughs> scorn that entails, you sweet summer child.
0: All right, so here is Joseph Ziegler, one of the IRS whistleblowers, talking with James Comer. He is the head of the Oversight Committee, and he claims between the, Comer claims they claim collectively, based you know based on this his reporting his testimony that between 2014 and 2019, Hunter Biden and company brought in seven million dollars in foreign income
3: how much money did hunter biden and his associates receive from the romanian company you identified so
1: that amount would be uh, from romania so the approximate total transfers from the romania company would have been 3.1 million to everyone
3: 3.1 million how much did hunter biden and his business associates receive from state energy hk limited through the robinson walker llc so total transfers from State Energy HK to Rob Walker was three million. Three million. Was there a hundred thousand dollar payment from CEFc Infrastructure to Owasco PC Hunter Biden's Professional Corporation? Uh, yes, Chairman. Uh, approximately how much was transferred to Hunter Biden and his business associates through Hudson West Three?
1: So. The total transfers from Hudson West Three to everyone was three point seven million. Three
3: point seven million. How much money did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from the Ukrainian company Burisma? Uh, Burisma paid to everyone involved six point five million. Six point five million. Burisma also paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Burisma payments to over seven million dollars. Is is that correct? That is correct. Seven point three million.
0: Well, that's pretty far-reaching. And... no that's the kid
2: me that's slap on the wrist misdemeanor stuff that's that's like payback two hundred thousand dollars kind of stuff I mean who who hasn't dabbled in seven to seventeen million dollars of foreign wire fraud I I do that on a Tuesday I mean come on like are we all gonna sit here and pretend that we haven't slept with over 800 underage hookers and taken millions of dollars from foreign companies come on now
0: so at the, at part of this testimony look there is the testimony itself And then there's the glorified floor show and the the opportunity for the lawmakers to pontificate, loviate, whatever word we want to use. And it happens on both sides. But I thought this commentary from a guy, his name is Jake LaTurner. He's a representative from Kansas. Gotcha. Summed it up perfectly. Hunter Biden, who wouldn't be hired to be a dog catcher, somehow— made millions of dollars from foreign companies, and yet people inside the IRS had boots put on their throats when they tried to get to the bottom of it.
1: Now, I, I just want to summarize as quickly as I can here. We have two credible nonpartisan IRS investigators confirming that there are millions of dollars in foreign payments to shell companies to the Biden administration. We have Hunter Biden, who most of us wouldn't hire to (laughs) dog-sit, receiving these millions of dollars for services that they cannot come forward and tell us about. And that potentially this is linked to President Biden, but we don't know that for a fact because you were shut down. You were not allowed to pursue the investigative angle that you wanted to. This is something that we have to get to the bottom of. It's shameful what's happening, and, and I want folks to mark my words that, we will not be stifled. This committee will not be stifled by the Department of Justice or anyone in the Biden administration. We are going to pursue this and get to the bottom of this no matter what.
0: Uh, I think it's I think that's a pretty good synopsis of what took place uh, uh, with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden I and th- Biden Crime, Inc. I mean, yeah, I
2: think it is, too. But I want to point what most Americans are wondering about, which is, is the committee actually going to do anything about this? And this is where Republicans tend to run short. So we're really good at writing really strongly worded, angry letters. <laughs> we're going to call a committee hearing. And then we bring them in and the guy says, yeah, that's right. I did it. I did the crimes. And then the GOP like committee looks around at each other and goes, well, all right, I guess you're free to go. Same time next week. <laughs> so I, I'm just going to be skeptical. And when they prove me wrong... I will smile because they will be in jail. Ge- the uh, people that these committees are investigating will be in jail. If that doesn't happen, then I will continue my smug, satisfied, <laughs> arrogant nonsense of knowing that the Republicans were never actually going to do anything in these committees. So prove me wrong. Uh, uh, actually send these fools to jail.
0: All right. Uh, here is a little speaking of bloviating and commentary. I, I love this. So this is AOC and you've got these IRS whistleblowers the one guy has been exposed apparently is a gay democrat not that it matters but again we don't have like radical right wing IRS yeah, republicans yeah this isn't
2: this isn't like jason Aldean who's giving the testimony <laughs> god forbid apparently
0: and it's a whole day of these guys with intricate detail pointing out what a complete scumbag Hunter Biden is, what a basically crime syndicate the Biden incorporated has been running. That's a really good
2: point, though. So unlike the New York Times, when they cite, you know, anonymous sources in the Trump White House that said Trump's tie might have been read last Tuesday, <laughs> these were very detailed whistleblower reports that came with evidence that was corroborated by individuals in the agencies, out of the agencies in Ukraine, in these other foreign investment areas Like these aren't just your average run-of-the-mill, you know, op-ed National Enquirer type accusations. These are very detailed, specific allegations that come with receipts.
0: Yeah, Uh, and AOC having heard all of that and the testimony and the details and the evidence, well, uh, this to her is just a giant waste of time, and this is all Trump's fault.
1: And when we talk about political influence, we are not here today, unfortunately, because the facts have brought us here. We are here today because Donald Trump is exerting an influence campaign in Congress when he is no
0: longer president of the United States. It's Trump's fault. Hunter Biden, as Eminem once said, Hunter Biden, quote, an innocent victim. Oh,
2: you 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 know how like the president when he's in the White House can just like call up the house and say like, yeah, and in, in investigate this Ukrainian businessman. Yeah, that, okay, yeah, that's that that's totally reasonable and rational. This is coming from the lady who thought there were two branches of federal government, so. <laughs>
0: All right, let's take a break. We'll get to a lot more of this testimony. All right, okay, Tony, you're the guest today, so I'm going to give you a choice, actually. A
2: choice? That's dangerous. All
0: right, so when we come back, we can either continue more of this conversation about the testimony yesterday from the whistleblowers, and I know you desperately want to talk about Large Marge showing Hunter Biden's nudes, (laughs) or, or... We can talk about this op-ed Jefferson Shreve wrote in the Indy Star where he's doubling down on his plan on the gun confiscation. I'm going to give you your, your choice. Which one would you like?
2: You know what? Let's take a break. We'll come back to the Hunter Biden nudes. Let's let's hit up Shreve, the gun confiscation sensation. Okay, so you which will you have to I feel like you just picked both of them. You have to pick one. Wait a minute. So this is for the whole show. I have to choose one or no, the other?
0: Next, Tony, pay attention. Next, that's what
2: wait. I said. Let's go with Shreve, the gun oh, confiscation right, sensation. Right. We'll come back to nude dude. Okay,
0: b- very perfect. I still have no idea you want to do Shreve? Shreve! Okay, we're talking about Shreve's op-ed. Robert, well, Allison, Kendall, like, I've already had it Literally, it you. was just one or the other, and I feel like you just said everything and both options, but we we're going to talk about Jefferson Shreve when we come back. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. Tony Kedit in for Casey on 93 WIBC. <laughs> Jefferson Shreve doubles down on his gun plan. In an Indie Star editorial, 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevs here. Tony Kennett in for Casey today. So, new op ed out in the Indie Star by Jefferson Shreve. And in it, he discusses his plan for public safety. And we have said this on this show many times. I think the majority of his plan is very good the plan to hire more officers plan to bring back the public safety director all great stuff but it gets largely mitigated certainly in the conversation amongst republicans and conservatives in marion county because of his plan with guns and in this editorial op-ed whatever you want to call it he doubles down, Tony, on this plan to, inside of Marion County, raise the, raise the legal gun age to 21, repeal permitless carry, and ban assault weapons. Which
2: is unconstitutional already by the Supreme Court.
0: Well, okay, so let, let's start by saying this. We now have a definitive. Jefferson Shreve will be on this show next Wednesday. It's taking a long and winding road. I am going road. to find a way to be in you the studio. You will not be here because you are, you are not a, you a are not, way. Casey will be back. You will not be here. You may submit any questions you'd like, and I will take them under advice. I will be
2: in the newsroom window just knocking <laughs> on it loudly, holding up a sign like Bobby Hill in, in King of the Hill, <laughs> like
0: sinners repent, and it's just going to be like, Shreve, you're going to lose, and you deserve it. Okay, so let's, let's start by saying, let's give him credit. He is going to come in. We will ask him all this stuff about this. However... It seems very odd to continue to double down and we'll look forward to his explanation on something, as you pointed out, Tony, that is just blatantly been ruled on. Screw the Indiana legislature and their law that supersedes anything locally. The Supreme Court has said. You can't do it. Let's just get more
2: practical to the average everyday American. Uh, Okay, Shreve, if you're out there, when you come in, I'd like you to answer this question. How many of the uh, man-on-man gun violence crimes in Indianapolis in the last several months in Marion County in Indianapolis proper were committed by an AR-15? How many of those were committed by assault rifles? Because the majority of gun crimes in Indianapolis, the vast majority is in 99.999%, were committed with handguns, the other with a shotgun. So uh, what is your plan actually in doing those other than virtue signaling? Number two, I would like to ask very succinctly what friends you have in the state legislature, as you indicate in your Star op-ed, so that I can make sure they lose their next primary. Uh, The most important question that I have, though, is... uh, And I'm going to be talking about this in my article tomorrow. Why one week before you made that statement did you tell a large group of Republicans that you supported the Second Amendment and making sure that their rights were defended? Because you're clearly flipping that around because uh, I don't know if he knows this, but among Democrats, Hogsett's gun policy is his least- popular policy with Democrats, especially with Black and Hispanic voters. Black and Hispanic men in Indianapolis are the largest group of Black and Hispanic gun owners in the country. I don't know if you knew that, but Black and Hispanic men in Indianapolis, on average, own more guns to defend their homes than any other group of Black and Hispanic men in the country, and Shreve's going after those dudes?
0: Okay, let me ask you this, because I I have operated from the standpoint of anything is better than joe hogsett mm-hmm. shreve is 80 percent better than joe hogsett he was 100 and then he adopted this gun plan now this gun plan is never going to go anywhere there's no way the state legislature is going to give him permission to do this stuff in marion county supreme court's already said the right. the salt weapons thing is not going to fly so if i think he's 80 percent better right. and i operate from the standpoint that the city cannot sustain. Like, I believe Indianapolis will be wholly unrecognizable with four more years of mirrors yeah. and hog set.
2: Then why not go for the guy who's clearly just posturing to get votes?
0: Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm asking. I'm not saying. I'm not going no, no, to no, say no, no. I'm asking you. I'm saying. Yeah, that's the question. I get it. It's it, a good question. Is it a bad thing for me to just say, I totally ignore that because I know what you're doing. I know you're just trying to win votes. Right. And once you get elected, it's not that you're not, it's not you're going to be pressing the legislature to do this. Like, does that make me a bad person? Because I'm like, well, the other guy, we can't have four more years of and this is a joke so I'm just going to like pat you on the head and ignore that.
2: Does it make you a bad person? No, that's sound logic. However, I would say that it's only sound logic in a short-sighted fashion. It's not a good decision even though I understand why you would make that decision. Here's why it's a bad decision. Three reasons. Number one, you are sending a signal to other Republicans in Indiana which already have a problem with this, which say, yeah, you can really just screw over our values if it gets you votes, which Indiana Republicans already have a problem with. See, gas taxes and property taxes. You're right, right, 100%. 100%. Number two, it also is some, a case in which the devil you know is worse than the devil you don't. I know that Hogsett sucks. <laughs> Hogsett is very open about what he believes in and what he is going to do. If Shreve is willing to tell you one week he believes this, and the next week he's going to give you the middle finger and then completely change his beliefs. By the way, I have his NRA questionnaire on my desk at home, in which he said that he didn't believe any of those things, which means Shreve has no values at all. Shreve is worse than a Democrat who actually believes the things even though they may be wrong. Shreve doesn't believe anything. He believes where out of the money is. He is literally the definition of what Democrats claim all Republicans are and what libertarians and traditional Republicans and conservatives hate. He has no value system at all. He's in it for the money and the prestige. And because, by the way, he's even told people that he doesn't know is talking to me that he doesn't even believe this proposal. He's changing his belief about all of this. Well,
0: and it's interesting that you said that because I kind of the self-conclusion that I've come to is it remains a big deal because if he will flip so easily on this— then what else will be flipped on? And look, we uh, appreciate that he's going to come in. We're going to give him a full chance to answer, to explain. Maybe he will have a great explanation that will ease the minds of people like Guy Relford and Jason Hammer. He's got to address it, though, because he has lost. Right now, he has lost those people. and we got to get to the news mm-hmm. here in just a second. But right. he has lost those people. And whatever you're going to win based on this... Based on what you've lost, well, if it's neutral, then what was the point of any of it?
2: The GOP polling woman that he brought in, I know we got to get to the news, but the GOP polling woman that he brought in, the super abortion fan, her, her numbers, like, she didn't actually verify. So this this polling data she gave him as to people support the gun ban is atrocious? And number two, I would ask, if you are an individual who was not going to vote for Shreve who is now going to vote for Shreve based on his gun ban proposal, please give me a call and tell me that you exist, because I do not believe there is one voter who went to Shreve's camp after publishing these uh, promises on the gun ban.
0: All right, let's take a break. When we come back, speaking of local politicians doing stupid stuff, IndyStar has a big expose on our old pal, Lionel Hutz, Indiana's Lionel Hutz, uh, Attorney General Todd Rokita, mm. that says he makes his employees sign a non-disclosure agreement that could cost him tw- cost them $25,000. I You're- heard about this. I'm eager I'm to hear what you think about this it. This guy is such a weirdo. What a complete, total weirdo. You know who's not a weirdo? Kurt Darling, and he has the news coming up next.
1: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips.
0: what Todd Rikita makes his employees do. That's some nice clickbait. I like that. You won't believe. Well, I'm a trained professional, Tony.
2: Yeah, that is true. I'll I'll allow that.
0: You don't don't rise to this level without a talent or two. Here's the thing I always say, and I look, I fully uh, embrace the fact that there are many people who listen to this show every day who absolutely hate my guts, and if they could get away with it, would throw me in the Monon and hope I float to a terrible location.
2: Oh, there are so many more scenic canals that I'd throw you in, Rob.
0: (laughs) But you listen because I'm wildly good at what I do and I'm wildly entertaining, and that's all that matters to
2: that's me. That's why I hear. Actually, by the way, I found out that uh, my one of my insurance agents apparently listens uh, to you. Uh, <laughs> she called me yesterday. We're getting our floor fixed. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, and I mentioned that I wouldn't be available today because I'm doing the show. She's like, oh my gosh, I listen to them all the time. Great. And well, I was well, like, great.
0: You Tell her thanks for being our fan.
2: You got it. Lori we... State Farm <laughs> Greenfield or Newcastle. I can't remember which. Thank you for listening to the show.
0: Uh, Kev is here. Tony Kennett's in Hi. for Casey today. Uh, okay, so indie star has this big expose. Look, Todd Rokita is a weirdo, right? And we have talked about this many times, that I actually like a lot of Todd Rokita's politics, which pains me that he is such a buffoon this and is, a weirdo. See, this is
2: usually where you and I differ, because I spend so much time with my head up the education policy buffalo, yes. that I only interact with Rakita when he's addressing education policy. And he and his office, I really like for those reasons.
0: Yes, so his, a lot of his politics are fine, but He is a guy who has no business being the attorney general because he wants desperate. Everything is political with him, and that is an office in which your job is you are the chief law enforcement officer of the state of Indiana, and your job is to administer justice, and we say it on the left, we need to say it on the right. Politicians, people who want to be politicians, people who behave politically first, have absolutely no business being in that position because there is a much greater chance that people are not getting fair justice. And if we're going to say it about the left, about the Alvin Braggs and the Jack Smiths of the world, then we got to say it about Todd Rokita, too, because he shows time and time and time again, politics matters more than Anything else And that that's fine If you're a congressman It's fine If you're a governor It's fine If you're a state rep It is not fine If your job Is to administer justice
2: So that's my question Do you think That Rokita Would be better served As the chair Of the Indiana GOP
0: I think Todd Rokita would be fine somewhere where he can flap his gums and it is of no consequence to people's livelihoods or their ability to earn a living or their ability to live their life. I, so,
2: yeah, the chair of the Indiana yes, GOP. Yeah,
0: probably, yeah,
3: no, you're, <laughs> yeah, yes, probably. Now that you've just said that,
0: yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And Todd Rokita was a very good secretary of state. He did a lot of very good things, like voter ID, that were wonderful. Todd Rokita was an OK congressman. Look, nobody gets anything accomplished in Congress, so it's hard to judge. He was an OK congressman. But something happened to him when he ran for United States Senate, where he turned into, or at least maybe exposed what he always was, what was just a totally unprofessional, abhorrent buffoon. I mean, he was following candidates around in Obama and Clinton masks. He had a guy dressed up in a milk carton costume. He had the bizarre uh, feud with Abdul. He melted down on this radio state. I mean, it was just like, you are a psycho.
2: So, this, that's actually something interesting. I know we got to get to the NDA thing, but th- there's a, a really interesting article that a friend of mine is working on over at National Review who points out that, and this only seems to happen in like two or three states, but the Indiana. Senate has the weirdest race that, or the weirdest, uh, I'm trying to think of the wording here. If you run for Indiana Senate, there's a high likelihood that it will completely change who you are. Yes. Look, like look it really you. will. Yes. Like absolutely. Shreve. Uh, so, like, there are a lot of people that run for the Senate that just go completely wacko bonkers. Yeah. And it's it's just I mean I'm I, I'm not I'm not saying that about Rakita because again you know more about that side of him probably than I do I'm more of an education policy guy but at least for a lot of people the Indiana Senate wackos
0: people out. And the other thing I have with Rokita is he is office hopper guy and it is
2: I believe what is that Sorry, I don't I don't actually get that one. What does that mean?
0: Well, he hops from one office to the next like he, he is like Aaron Houchin like they desperately want to be in public office oh, and they okay. just keep moving from one office to the next. And look, I get that I am an altruistic person. I'm you a are. I'm a, a, a romantic when it really? comes to what the country... You're like Gandhi on the mic. <laughs> what the country is supposed to be. But the idea of this country being founded was if you are going to engage in public office, you do that thing to the absolute best of your ability because you believed you would be good at it.
2: The civil servant You did it, and then
0: you got out and got went back to whatever real job that you had.
2: To sit under the fig tree, George Washington. And
0: our country is littered with people like Rokita. Oh, I would be the best secretary of state. I would be the best congressman. I would be the best senator. I would be the best attorney general. Career politicians are killing this country, and people like Todd Rokita avoid working a real job like the plague. And then... They just remain complete weirdos. Like, remember when he got elected attorney general and he had that second job and then they were like, uh, why do you have a second job? That's very weird. You're making like six figures plus benefits and you're the chief law enforcement officer. Well, the I have a letter saying that I can have the second job. OK, cool. Can we see the letter? No, absolutely not. And that thing is still in court where he is avoiding People getting this letter that he claims to put him in the clear that he could have the second job, which he ultimately quit anyway. It's just a whole bizarre set of behavior from a guy in a position where you should expect the ultimate like just, you know, buttoned up. Here's the law. I enforce the law wherever the law leaves me. That's where I go. He is the last guy that should be in that position.
2: And this is really the goofiness of bureaucracy, though. When someone can actually address some kind of a claim by saying, "Well, I have this letter," or my office allows me to do something like this, and it's it's really goofy. Apparently, one of those things that bureaucracies are allowed to do is also force people to sign NDAs. <laughs> okay. So, an, an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. So, when when I left uh, the Franklin News Foundation and Chalkboard Review, the company that I started, to go work for the Daily signal, uh, I had to sign this NDA that said, I pinky promised not to talk about Chris Kruger, the Franklin Foundation, or the fact that he ran that company into the ground because he's stupid. Uh, so, I signed that NDA. Um, so, that's kind of, if you know, if I don't, then technically they can say, well, you revealed secrets! Yes. Secrets!
0: And then they can sue you. So, I guess the AG's office is doing this now? So, according to Star, Todd Rokita forces his employees, if you go work for the Attorney General, a government agency, right, government of the people, by the people, we're the supposed to be the boss. We're the taxpayers. He forces you to sign, according to IndieStar, a non-disclosure agreement that if you break it, they can fine you or sue you or whatever up to twenty-five thousand dollars so i have i have these questions
2: because you know like the Shreve situation i think that we we ought to kind of get all the stuff in here before i before i decide to swing the hammer or pat the back so first is it any employee that works in todd rakita's office proper has to sign the nda because if this is an indie star reports where i start having questions because they do reporting like scruff mcgruff doesn't get (laughs) ha
0: Okay, he didn't deny it though I mean like they reached out And they stand behind Okay, we make the but also like it.
2: Every Republican in Indiana Knows if the Indy star Calls you for a comment A middle finger is genuinely The best approach
0: <laughs> Okay, so here is Let's see here Um yeah, it doesn't say if every single one of them has to sign okay, it. Okay,
2: so th- that's kind of my first question here that I would need to have solved. Who has to sign it? Because if it's like comms people, like your comms guy, I would agree. Because your comms guy is going to see like your direct messages with other people. And when you get into high-scale like political situations, there are instances in which an NDA okay. is okay. necessary. Here's
0: what they respond with. So Star sent them a, a a questionnaire on this. Here's what they, the spokes office spokesperson responded on July the 7th. Quote, For any professional or executive if signing an NDA is a conventional office practice that has worked well to protect clients and employees alike. The practice has done nothing to prevent our team from working together to protect the rights and liberty of the people we serve. Now, I call bull crap on that, though, because I worked as the pharmacy board director for Mike Pence. Gotcha. I saw egregious, abhorrent behavior, not just in how he, the government was run, mm-hmm. but things that I believed were harmful to taxpayers of the state and potentially people of the state. We talk about them every so often on this show. I have the right, as a person who observed, now, I didn't have to sign anything to go work there, and that was 10 years ago, and maybe it's changed. I highly doubt the government's gotten better under Holcomb. But the idea that you would say, If you talk about what you saw the government doing as a government employee and how the government was run inefficiently and potentially harmful to the people of the state of Indiana, you have to pay $25,000. That means it's all about you, buddy. So, it's not actually about the taxpayers. It's all about you because it would make you look bad. So two
2: things: an NDA doesn't necessarily cover deals and, and decisions that the organization made. That that isn't necessarily what an NDA is qualified as. So, for example, the, the stuff that you just described that you saw it in the on the pharmacy board. Yeah, an NDA can't prevent you from going out and saying that. So, what an NDA can prevent you from from doing is like an insider discussion where we discuss like strategy and how we're gonna face off against. Uh, I don't know the kind of things that an attorney general might be discussing, but I was in a congressional campaign, like discussing Oppo research. You can't go revealing Oppo research to the public. That's what an NDA would cover. Also, I just got a text from someone in the Rakita's office. It's not an office-wide policy, so like you don't have to sign this to go work for Rakita. So just making that case. Here's
0: what we should do, and here's what we should. Then we can just put it all to rest. Instead of Todd Rakita going on hammer and Nigel and taking veiled shots at me. Why doesn't Todd put his big boy pants on and come in here and we'll talk about it all? We'll talk about this NDA. We'll talk about him flapping his gums on Fox News. We'll talk about him losing easily winnable cases for the state. We'll talk about his abhorrent behavior during the U.S. Senate race. Instead of texting you...
2: Well, he's it's not texting me. No, it's just someone no, 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 but they, are, but they asked. are,
0: uh, but they are, and he's going on Hammer and Nigel, and he's taking veiled shots, and he's a big, strong, tough guy until he has to look somebody in the face and do it. Why doesn't he waltz his ass in here, and let's have a conversation about all of it?
2: So I wasn't. Texting Rikita before I, I know came on. Not. I'm saying because clearly they're listening. So I'm I'm making I'm gonna make this case right now. If I had known before that this was gonna go this way, then I would have invited someone to come on. Maybe they would have said yes, maybe they would have said no. However, I'm making the case in this specific instance with the NDA right now because I was honest with you before we started the segment that I follow Rikita for one thing only, and that's education
0: and yeah, yep, absolutely. Now,
2: does that absolve me from knowing about the rest of whatever he's done? Absolutely not. I'm just being honest with you and saying I'm not going to wax eloquently about things that I'm not qualified sure. to talk hey, about. Hey,
0: we'd, lo- we'd love to have that conversation. And like I said, instead of Todd being a big, passive-aggressive, tough guy and taking veiled shots when I'm on paternity leave and he knows I can't respond, he can man up, put his big boy pants on, waltz his ass over here, and let's have the conversation for 20,000 people to hear it. The invitation stands. We'll talk about this and a whole bunch else. I bet he doesn't accept. It's getting and Casey show. I'm Rob. Tony Kennett is in for Casey today. Do you care at all about the Royal family? Who? Do you care at all about the royal family? Who? Do you care at all about Harry and Meghan and Prince Charles? and Aren't uh, those South Park
2: characters? <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: well, what? there's a big rumor that the marriage between Harry and Meghan could be in big trouble. And I know you're just chomping at the bit to get all the juicy details. I'm all always that. chomping at the bit, Rob. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: Harry and Megan could be on the rocks. Can we finally just get rid of these two? 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Tony Kitt. It's in for Casey today. Kev is here. Um, You know what is interesting, right? You Remember when you were growing up, did you have a kid in your school who everybody knew the other kids just liked because they were rich or had access to cool stuff? Oh,
2: absolutely. I can Names popped into my head, actually. I I was tempted, as I often am, just to say what pops into my head, and I realized that those are real people that are in Indiana right now that would be told later that someone griped about you on the radio for growing up rich.
0: Isn't it amazing, too, when you do this show, and again, we started the show by saying this, I fully embrace that a sizable portion of people who listen to the show every day, in fact, they may be some of our most loyal listeners, listen because they absolutely hate my guts.
2: Yeah, and, there's a report from the Indie Star who listens whenever I'm on the air. They're assigned to me.
0: And the amount of people, the volume of people who, I mean, we were talking about Todd Rakete, you're getting instant communication from his people. Of, oh, no, no.
2: Tell him he's wrong about this. Actually, I, I asked a question because, like I told you, I, I didn't really know the answer. And so I was like, is this an office wide policy? And the answer back was, no, it's not yeah. an office wide policy. And
0: so we are um, we know you listen. And that's great. That's mm. our job is that's to right. keep people listening. Right. We that, scare
2: because we care. That,
0: we scare because we care. Um, g- coming back to this point, though. Harry and Meghan, there's a report in The Spectator, so yeah. take that for what it is, right? that their marriage is in trouble, and that they are on the rocks, and Splitsville could be imminent, and that apparently they're describing it as, quote, taking time apart to heal and rebuild their bond. Now, these two, I think, have been exposed that once they got away from the umbrella of the royal family mm-hmm. and all the, the riches and the exposure... And the ability to have and do whatever they want that comes with being a part of that, nobody really cares about them.
2: right. Their 83rd show about why they're so sad people won't quit leaving them alone when they're the ones who scheduled the show to whine about people not leaving them alone.
0: Yes. And you know, South Park obviously spoofed that and that's exactly what came to mind. It, well it, I mean yeah. it's, South Park is funny because there's there's a lot of truth in what they do and they take it to the extreme. right. But these two believed, it's like believing your own hype, right? You believe that, oh my gosh, I am actually so talented. Oh my gosh, I am actually so noble. Oh my gosh, I am actually so brilliant. When in reality, no people liked you because you were part of the royal family and you were clickbait because you were willing to badmouth what is largely remains, not maybe the way it once did, but to a, a certain extent, a secret society and you were lifting the veil and dishing the dirt and It was of use to us, but now that you've been cut off from that, you really are of no use to us, and let's face it, you're talentless hacks.
2: Absolutely. And this is the funny thing, because the only story that they have is to report on marriage shenanigans, which I find distasteful anyway. I don't really have any interest in hearing about what your marriage is like at all. I don't. It should be between you, your wife and God. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it from I don't want to hear about it from like people that I go to church with that you're like struggling with your marriage. That's not my business. You should be getting counseling and help. I don't need to hear about Tom Brady's divorce or Meghan and Harry's divorce. I, that That's that's gross. But since we're we're talking about it since they've you know kind of thrown themselves into the limelight willingly so many times i have I got to tell you, I, I don't really feel bad for them if they're not enjoying this coverage because they've spent the last decade telling us all how much they absolutely adore attention on every facet of their personal lives, and they love it when dirt is dished on people making bad decisions. So when the target is aimed at you, when you're in the spotlight, it's bound to be a little uncomfortable, but it's the bed you've made for yourself.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to say, look at me, look at me, look at me, and then say, don't look at me. Look, there are many talented people. They they tried to enter the media world, right? And that podcast, even though they got paid a gajillion dollars, has failed spectacularly because it appears they've put minimal effort into I didn't into even know it. they had a podcast. Well, that's because you're a normal person. However, <laughs> if you're subjected to having to do media three hours a day every day, you're unfortunately, you know, become aware of things like You don't fool me, like Rob. This. You're an avid listener to the Harry <laughs> Megan Hour. But you, you, you know, you hear about this podcast and how the numbers dwindled, you know, right out of the gate, like you'll see a lot of TV shows where... Hey, the first week was really good out of intrigue. And then, you know, people realize this stinks and it's not really worth listening to. Right. But when you have to be when you're cut off from the thing of I'm the rich kid who everybody wants to be friends with because parents take us on great spring break trips and, you know, he gets to ride in a cool car and, you know, whatever. Once you're cut off from that, and you have to stand on your own two feet. You, it, you very quickly get exposed because you don't have anything to offer people that you once did. And what you actually had to offer people was access to money and influence and power and intrigue in the royal family, which is this, like I said, largely still closed off society.
2: Well, there's also something to discuss in the... Pitying the poverty of someone's wealth So individuals who grow up without Knowing any needs without knowing any Problems with you know again living off Of the silver caviar dish once They are finally cut off from that they have not Developed any skills or like you said anything Useful to contribute to the world And again that's because they've never known Any kind of necessity so when you look At, at Harry Meghan and all Of the, the junk that she's trying To offer up as valuable gems they're garbage Because she's never been in a position in her Life in which necessity drove to provide anything of use. And and these are the same people that are supposed to be, what, inspirational models for kids and families over here? No, I think that kids should know the value of necessity and what it drives them to do and to achieve and not desire to just be uh, pampered and catered to and, and treated as only interesting uh, because of where you come from again isn't that the thing that like the disney cartoons were like desperate to prove in the 80s (laughs) 90s and early aughts that like growing up fancy is not your only worth
0: all right uh let's take a break when we come back to by the way tony kennett in for casey today Oh, man, we have got so much to get to. We've got a whole bunch more testimony on this uh, hearing on Capitol Hill from the IRS whistleblowers in the Hunter Biden uh, tax case. Man, there's just some fascinating testimony there about just how corrupt and awful the Biden family is. And is the governor, old lockdown McGee, high tax Holcomb, is he about to extend a giant middle finger to his lieutenant governor? We'll talk about it. It's coming up next. Kendall Casey Show, 93 WIBC.